Fuck you, he Nathan. Would... Yeah, fuck you, Nathan. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and all the people that look like you. Betty Swallocks. Hello and welcome to Digital Diaries, a podcast all about them, their video games. My name's Chris, and joining me on this episode we have Matt. Hello. Tom. Hello. And Lewis. Best to last. Or best, what, the, the, what's the phrase? <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll go with that. We'll, we'll go with that. Save the best for last. I, I, I do always worry about who I'm. I never make a decision until I've started who I'm going to leave till last. And I think, oh, will they think anything about it? I'm just being way too paranoid. Um, no, it's, it's always me. <laughs> it's not intentional, Lewis. It's because you're the youngest, I think. Thank you. Uh, how are we all, gents? We all good? Good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Ooh. That that good. <laughs> I suppose we're as, we're as good as can be in the in, in this this crazy world um for anyone who has never listened before uh this is digital diaries we're a podcast all about them their video games um yeah that's about it there's usually a bit more of the spiel but because we haven't done the whole topics thing properly in a while i'm not going to really go into it uh but i did yeah i did pre-warn you guys to bring topics if you've got them so this sounds like lewis has a topic so we're going to let him we're going to give him the floor and he can go first then oh shit (laughs) Uh, okay, well, since uh, I I have not been playing video games for quite a number of weeks, I know, blasphemy, um, I have decided to get into something called reading. And, well, uh, this isn't a podcast for nerds. Oh, no, actually, no. No, sorry, it is. Sorry. When you, talk, when you were talking last time I was on about how much you love Atari games, I don't know you're on about. <laughs> um, but because I'm so bored out of my tits, I actually uh, ordered uh, a couple of days ago a bunch of Halo books uh, to read the extended universe of the, the, the Halo canon. Okay. And I was wondering uh, if any of you had ever gotten in because you know you're all huge nerds if you've ever gotten into like a games universe so much that you sort out supplementary material oh interesting interesting i can go ahead and say new i mean the closest (laughs) thing that i have is tom doesn't do tom doesn't do stories i don't do that there reading what's that about uh no i've got some art books that's about it. I, I like looking at books. I mean, it's more about pretty pictures and design than it is about. I mean, designers' notes. Show, show me the pictures. Show me the colors. But yeah, so I've got, no, I don't think I've ever. Re- I don't think I've ever read anything, as you say, supplementary to like a video game universe in any way. No, I don't. I don't think I have either. I think. Really? The closest one I've come to is actually I actually only bought it a couple of weeks ago. I bought Jason Schreier's book, the Oh Blood, Sweat and Pixels or Yes, yes. Good so book. Put that up. Yeah, it's been I've got about halfway through it and it's actually quite it's quite a lot of stuff that you you already kind of know, but there are some little bits in there that I didn't know about, so 
but towards actual game universes, I don't think I have. I'm kind of got a couple of art books, but that's about it, really. I think. Do you know, thinking about it, like, I mean, what have I ranted about the past couple of times I've been on? I just kind of skip cutscenes for the most part, anyway, and I find story well unnecessary if the gameplay is good enough. So, hmm. yeah, if there was an option to skip the book, I would skip the book. Well, if there wasn't an option to skip the book, that'd be a pretty <laughs> shittily designed video game. <laughs> so I open it right now. Hold X to skip. Right, done. But I, th- I think most of the series that have really done it, like the Halo one, is a big one. Resident yeah. Evil have done quite a few. Assassin's Creed have, but I don't really. I don't think those Resident Evil books are canon, are they? Oh, I have no idea. I didn't, I... Even, I didn't even know there were Resident Evil books. I knew there were films, and there's like the animated yeah, this... movies yeah. as well. There's uh there's novelizations of at least the first three games. Yeah. And from what I've heard, they're good, but they also released in the mid to late nineties. So mm-hmm. I've read the I've, I've, done extras. I've read the uh, I've read the Doom books. I didn't what? Know there was one. What? Yeah, there are, there are novelizations <laughs> of Doom. Oh yeah, the Doom lore is like. Ridic- like ridiculous isn't it like I know a lot of it came when Doom, Doom Eternal come out because apparently yeah. Doom Eternal there's bits in there that um that explain like gaps in the story and stuff like that and there's, uh, the... and they reference the book yeah there's the, the books books with games used to be a really big thing like practically every mm. every game had a book like a, going back what five ten years uh, they seem to do more with comics now though don't they like I know Dark Horse Comics yeah, yeah. tend to attach themselves to a, yeah. a lot of series. Uh, the only yeah, thing. Just... Oh, sorry, go Matt. Go on, go on. No, no, no. Go, go, go. Uh, I said the only thing I can really think of that um, supplementary to, to to a game series that I ever really got into um, was the Gears of War comic that came out. I think it came out around Gears of War two, maybe three. Oh yeah. Um, and that was mainly because Gears of War throughout the, the games. Even though the story in Gears of War was 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 alright, you know, it was pretty engaging and whatever until you get to Gears of War four and five. Um yeah. but it used to hint a lot about like the pendulum wars and stuff like that. And the comics go more into that. And the comics and they did some books as well, um, written by Karen Travis, who has written for Star Wars. She's done, she used to did a lot of the what is now the old non canon Star Wars extended universe stuff. Um, but they mm. they did books uh, with that as well, um, which was which covered that. Um, and yeah, they're the only real ones that I remember getting into. Although I did once start reading a Killzone book, not because I like Killzone, because I've only ever played the first one, but I, I won it in a raffle. Oh, the first Killzone book is uh, Killzone game is awful. Yeah, and the book wasn't much better. <laughs> so <laughs> that seems oh, like it would be a good series going into like a book series that. Like the whole idea of that does seem like yeah. it could take off quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that first game gave you nothing to go on, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that only like ten people played it all the way through. No, the first Killzone was at the time. Sorry, but it was a good game when it, it came out. It was awful. I I will I, argue this one into the grave. The the first Killzone is it's far superior. Right, fair enough. It was limited by you know what could be done at the time, but. It, in terms of the way it played, you know, that character selection thing, uh, Sean Pertwee's voice, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, miles ahead of any of the other stuff that they did. And it was, I mean, at the end of the day, what is Killzone? It's just a story about space Nazis. 
Very, very obvious space Nazis. I know we're getting away get away from it a little bit, but I remember Killzone 2 being really like really like fantastic to look at. I know there's a whole thing with the um the fake footage that Sony put on a E3 stage yeah. and huh. stuff like that. But I remember playing Killzone, Killzone 2 on my PS3 and thinking, this actually looks fucking amazing. It was only until you got to a save point and the game became fucking like, like it had Parkinson's and fucking <laughs> jerked all over the place that stopped me playing it. Um, no, Killzone, Killzone 2 still looks fantastic. Uh, Digital Foundry did a video on it like maybe a year ago and it still looks incredibly good. Eh. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my take on it i've never been I, I never got over the fact that they didn't just you know continue the story of the first one you know with the characters well they'd have like to that. remember it to continue it i suppose um, i mean they brought they, they they brought it back like so obviously they cared something about it and let's face it Shadowfall was was very misleading i thought it was going to be a nice sort of like hub world type game and then it like Narrows in the corridor shooter, and what's the point? Mercenaries was pretty good as well. Oh, Mercenaries yeah, on the Vader is really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah really. They good. shut down yeah. the service for that this week. Really? Yeah. I heard people got around it. Oh, did they? That's good because mm. that that game is literally always being played. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was always really mean, popular. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like in the Vita community, which is like, granted, it's small. It's still. You can always find a game well before well, they shut the service down. Well, it might pick up now after that last of us clip where she's playing the Vita <laughs> in a cellar and playing Hotline Miami of all things, which doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense. Oh yeah, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter saying Hotline Miami ever came to the Vita, but it did, and it I did, own it. It did. I reviewed it for the Vita. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's and, a really and, good version. And Hotline Miami Two came to the Vita and yep. was a massive pile of dog shit. Because playing it on the actual PS4 compared to the Vita, the Vita version is a lot easier to play it's yeah, de- yeah. It feels like it's designed for a Vita it did yeah it was, it, it was absolutely fantastic I love how we've completely got away from the, yeah. the topic <laughs> because I found out none of you read I've read there's just, just not many yeah. Not many good video game books. Um, I think the four. Fall... I read. I read. Yeah, I read. Yeah, I've got comics. Um, I think I read. I, I read the Fall of Reach because you mentioned the Halo books. Yeah, that's. So the, the that's... Fall of Reach is by far the best one that I've read. There was another one that I read, but I can't remember the name of it. They um, do. Oh, uh, as in the Halo ones. They made a so, game of the Fall of Reach, so you don't. They need did, to yeah, the but the, obviously. So, <laughs> no, the, the book is much better. Yeah, I, I we'll just skip that. Just look, and there's a lot of Resident Evil books there. There's, there's yeah. so many. Uh, Chris, I've got a little <coughs> list of um, some of the first Halo books that came out around about the time of the Fall of Reach. Okay, there's probably uh, hundreds by now. There's there's 29 books. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In total, um, not counting comics, but there's The Flood, uh, The Fall of Reach, First Strike, and Ghosts of Onyx, which is a popular oh, one. Ghosts of, Ghost of Onyx, I think I'm, that might be the other one that I started reading and kind of fell off it for, for whatever reason. But uh, I remember watching the um, oh, Forward Until Dawn as well. I remember when that came yeah. out. That, that was quite... Even though it looked like something that had been made by YouTubers, um, I, remember, I remember it being interesting enough i suppose and that's yeah you, i think usually, i own it on dvd <laughs> yeah usually when i'm going for 
video game related, if it's anything video game related that's outside of video games, it is usually something like that, like some kind of, you know, like a web series or, um, mm. or you know, or like a, a short YouTube video or something, I suppose. Like, I'm mm. guessing we're not going to include video game movies here because they're all fucking terrible. Um, except for wow. Except for what, Tom? Nothing. Didn't say Did you say except for Doom? <laughs> <laughs> Right, just because it had just because it had a first person section doesn't make it a good movie. No, it wasn't just because it had a first person segment. It had the rock in it too, and Carla. Did you know and... they don't kill anyone with the BFG? They miss yeah. every shot. <laughs> every single shot. When in reality it wouldn't. I mean, you fire yeah. it, and that's it. Everything in like a twenty meter radius literally gets turned to goo. I had an urge to rewatch Doom recently, and I'm I'm kind of thankful I never did. Because you I'm should watch the new one. Oh, oh I've, I've heard about you. this. I've heard about this. Apparently, it's not so very good. Bad. Yeah, I what I actually dragged my friend over so that he could watch it with me. <laughs> you are cruel. He was he was upset throughout the entire thing. It is one of the cheapest made movies I've ever seen. I've seen YouTube. I've seen YouTube fan movies with more budget than that. Wow! It's right. You, you mentioned like obviously Halo and you know like all that other stuff. Do you remember? Uh, I actually tweeted about it. It was either last week or the week before. But Neil Blomkamp did that Halo Landfall. It was a two-part, yeah. uh, basically live-action advertisement for Halo yeah. Three. Because yeah, he he, he was remember? due to he was due to do the film, wasn't he? And if you watch, is it, um, oh, what's the film with Matt Damon in that he did? Elysium. Elysium, yeah. There's a lot of Halo assets in that film. They actually use a pelican in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Never even yeah. noticed that, really. Uh, yeah, because he did Elysium, Chappie, uh, District, District 9. 9. District 9 was the film they're, around they're that time, wasn't it? He just, like, he, he yeah. just Some of them District 9. are good. Yeah, this District 9 was brilliant. So yeah, I love this. I just he was supposed to do the Alien film, wasn't he? Until that that kind yeah. of yeah, yeah. He was he was supposed to do Alien, like the yeah. sequel to Aliens, but yeah, then Ridley a... Scott decided that he wanted to make Alien Covenant, which was a movie that upset me greatly. Rightly so. I mean, at the end of the day, they've just explained it away. It's who was. Well, the worst part is, is like Alien's my favorite movie, but I also really love Prometheus. And I know a lot of people don't. I was going like to say, Prometheus. yeah, I don't mind it, but to say you love it is probably something I, that you won't hear me I mean, say. I, I know, I know, it's got a lot of issues, but I, I love it despite those issues. Like I can watch it and go, "Fuck's sake, that's dumb." But for some reason, when I watch that movie, I just, I love it every time. And... It's not. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's not so much that it's got issues. It's like the whole thing's a train wreck, and then maybe <laughs> we can pick a few positives out of it. That's we're we're allowed to like bad things. <laughs> yeah, I like Doom, right? Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. But even if you liked Prometheus, Alien Covenant just ruins everything that Prometheus did well, as well as ruin everything that Alien did well. Yeah, Covenant was really bad. I, I just wanted to see uh, Shalto Copley play uh, Master Chief in Blomkamp's uh, Halo movie because you know that would have happened or, or he'd have put him either replace um, the sergeant with with, with uh, a fucking marine played by him because he has to crowbar him into all his movies I think that'd be fucking hilarious uh, <laughs> but they 
they've cast someone as Master Chief in that Halo TV series, and I don't know if that's just going to be a person in the suit and they're going to have Steve Downs do the voice, is or if they're going to change his voice. Is this ever going to come out, though? Because it's been through so many iterations. Yes, because they were supposed to start filming in a couple of months, but obviously with COVID and everything. Because this originally started as the one where um, the guy who plays... Steven so the guy who played Luke Cage was originally attached, wasn't he? No, no, no. That came out. Oh, did that actually come out? Because I remember he yeah. was re- he was replaced, and I know something came out about it, but I didn't know if it was fully complete or or anything like that. Yeah, he was. He's Sergeant Locke in Halo Five, and yeah. Halo Night was a uh, pre-release uh, show that I tried to watch yesterday on Amazon Prime, and about halfway through, the dialogue stops playing, but the music still plays. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so whatever's going on. Because they brought out that Halo Waypoint, didn't they? That where yeah, it doesn't it was, work. It was originally going to be on there as well. Yeah, it because uh, Amazon Prime didn't work, so I went onto the Halo channel on Xbox One to finish watching it, and it just wouldn't load. Wow, it's probably all on You're YouTube. You're not though. missing out. You're not it's missing out. It's on YouTube in 360p. Excellent. <laughs> it sounds like some of my YouTube videos. Um, has well to, to to kind of round this up then as as obviously not many of us have experienced anything. Uh, Louis, I don't know how much more you've experienced, but do you think there's ever been a um? So video games are pretty, they're pretty good for the well, pretty open and pretty um a good pick for extended universe stuff because obviously a lot of games have a lot of lore and stuff in them and you know it's, yeah. easy, it's easy to produce more content like the Halo universe the universe it's because it's set in a big universe basically um you can have these little side stories that you can go off and do in books and stuff like that do you think it's ever um do you think there's ever a, a piece of content that's come out and has transcended you know reached across to the mainstream because i know some of the video game movies do but i don't recall any anything else like even yeah I, any attention i don't think it really has when it comes to video games i think the only thing that like the only expanded universe stuff that's really ever like massively taken off is probably star wars mm-hmm. because like I've, i found out recently that a lot of people who don't even give a shit about star wars that like i know personally have read like they've just picked up a star wars book or maybe warhammer maybe okay because those books sell a shit yeah. ton even by people who don't uh, play that extremely expensive tabletop game. Because hmm. the, the only thing I can kind of think of, and it has, I've just realised as I say that, it's just completely gone out. I know it hasn't, it's come back into my head. Is I might be wrong here, right? So you know the Batman Arkham games? Yes. So they, were, they weren't a comic book originally, were they? I know there is the no. Batman Arkham thing, but that the, the first Arkham Asylum was a standalone, ready-made um, story for that game. Yeah, but if you look and at... I, I read that comic before I played the game. But if you look at the um, so now the Batman universe, I know there's different versions and whatever. There are quite a lot of things from that Arkham universe that have branched out into other Batman media. If you know what I mean, mm. I think I was saying. Yeah, to, there was. I was saying to yeah, Tom the was... other day when when we were Sorry. playing Call of Duty that the um. In the Harley Quinn animated TV series that's that's out at the moment, uh, the penguin is Nolan North's penguin, basically. Oh, okay. It's basically oh, okay. Cock- Cockney gang- gangster penguin. 
Oh, I've yeah. got I've got one example uh, that I know personally, and that's the Assassin's Creed books, because I found out that my nan had been reading them. Uh, what? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. My nan, my nan loved like she has so many books, and uh, some of them are like, they, some of them don't even have covers on them, so I don't know why she bought them. But <laughs> um, but I was I was back when I was uh, home last uh, back in Wales. I was looking through a bookshelf and I realised that she had five different Assassin's Creed books. There's a lot of them. I'm sure there is because they, they don't follow. They kind of really branch off into different stories, don't they? You have the main series that follows the game, but I'm sure there's extras that kind of really. I think so. I read, I read uh, the one based on two, and I read the one based on Brotherhood, and I tried reading the what what, what game came out after Brotherhood. Uh, Revelations. Rev- yeah, Rev- Rev- oh yeah, I I tried reading that one, but I thought it was I thought it was too bad. I couldn't make it through it. Do the books, I, I, I... do they do the whole historical characters thing as well though? Yes. Oh. Okay, that's weird. It is, it is a bit weird, but my my nan really liked the one based on Assassin's Creed Two, and she was she was trying to tell me about it, but uh, I thought she was talking <laughs> a load of rubbish. Oh. <laughs> I, I think it's reading a book which is based it's not going away from the series world but it's based on the game because i always wanted to reread the uh it was the metal gear solid book i I always thought i wouldn't mind reading it to see what it what it's like reading it compared to playing it Mm. but then i just think oh but you just kind of know everything that's going to happen and it's just how how can they make it as exciting in a book format than it is playing it because they guess oh, with the, like the halo books the the resident evil books they kind of went a different way before some of the games came out or didn't yeah. and it's something new to read so i'm thinking if you're reading a book that's already based on the game that you played then it, i don't know how that would i've never tried it so i wouldn't really know to be honest i thought the assassin's creed brotherhood one uh was actually as far as books go it was actually quite an exciting interpretation of what happened in assassin's creed brotherhood I suppose it depends and also, on the writer, doesn't it? If you, if you bring in a, a, yeah. a good experience writer, you, all they mm. would need is this is the crux of the story. Off you mm. go. I don't it, I don't think it's like a, like films where a film gets readapted into a book um, and it's literally plot for plot that the film and like it's the screenplay basically, isn't it? I don't think that would actually work for a game. Can mm. you imagine? Can you imagine what sort of writer uh, that they would have to get? sit down in a room and take everything that Hideo Kojima has ever spilled uh, in the American <laughs> ball again. I know, yeah. Say, well, make some sense of this. Yeah. I want you to make it exciting. I want stealth, I want action, I want espionage, but most of all, America's new crazy, and that's bad. <laughs> but also, Lali Lulelo. Oh, I, nah, can, I'm I. I can, can imagine you, a few typewriters flying yeah. out a window. Can you imagine them trying to adapt uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, being like, quiet, uh, rolled around on the <laughs> wet concrete, his skin taking in every droplet of water? <laughs> just get the guy that wrote Ready Player One in. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, just wow. random sentences stuck together. I, oh my I've god. Read, I've read some excerpts from Ready Player One. I will never pick that book up. I, tr- I, I, I tried to read that book. It was too difficult. It's it, so so fucking bad. It's just <laughs> reference, 
reference, <laughs> reference, reference. That's it. It's, reference. It's like a checklist of everything from yeah. the eighties. Yeah. It's like I, yeah. this happened in the eighties. That happened in the eighties. This car was in the eighties. These shoes were in the eighties. This was like seriously, Jesus Christ. Did you, did you read the second one? The, well, not the sequel, but the second book he did. Was it Armada that he did? I I read excerpts from that out loud to my friend in a Waterstones, and I cried from laughter at how atrocious that book is. That was very similar. That kind of it kind of kept referencing back to old games and yeah, stuff it's, like it's, it's just the same book but in a different setting it felt like Lewis, it's exactly you really don't like your friends very much do you like, come around I mean, it's the same friend. <laughs> come around watch this terrible movie with me here let me read you this horrible book to be fair he told me to read harry potter and the cursed child which i did read yeah. and it was dog shit but most Harry Potter stuff is though, so we can just leave that there. We don't yeah. appreciate that Harry Potter stuff around here. Uh, right, I think we should we should move on now because we we <laughs> we're getting way away away. Um, Matt, Tom, did any of you, either of you, bring anything with you? I've kind of got one. Okay, let's go. So this is kind of going back to a couple of weeks ago when we talked about um, we had a joke about. Uh, special edition games and what you can come what they came with them so we talked about the movie thing and stuff like that okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember this. yeah. well I was just wondering are there anything that you would make you want to buy a special edition of the game like what is it that like, if you do buy special editions what is it that's included that makes you buy it or is there something that you'd want which would make you think oh I'm really going to pay that extra 40 quid for it um because with me I've I've I, do, I quite like getting special editions, but I get kind of what what I always think is like the mid tier. So you always get like your back, your base game, and then you probably get like a limited edition or a special edition, what it is, which is usually a steel book with an art book or something else. And then you get the mad ones, which is like the collector edition, where you get like a statue, or you get if you're very rich, you can get a car, or if you're even richer, you can get a movie <laughs> made with you. So. I mean, or an the, island. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or an island. Wait, like, was with that the, the last, last was few that, that I've got... One? Yes, the movie was the Yeah, yeah the Dynamite one. I, I, although I will say one thing right now. I'm so glad that this isn't a video podcast because I am feeling very targeted as I look around <laughs> my office that is covered in See, statues. No, I, do, I don't mind some of the statues because I've got a couple of special editions, but I kind of, I really like getting the little art books with them. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes I don't pay full price for the big art books. In there's the odd one where I will. But I quite like the little ones. So I've got like, um, obviously the Final Fantasy one came with it. I've got Days Gone. Um, I've got a few others as well. But there's been the odd time where I've looked at collector's editions and even like paying that like 150, 200 quid, I've gone, I really, really love that. Like the the one very recent was the Ghost of Tsushima one where you get the you get the mask, you get the the war banner you get the cloth and the cloth map as well and then you get an art book and, and I think that is something that I'm quite I love Japan all the old school Japan stuff so I thought that would be really nice to have but I just you can't justify spending 150 180 quid on something that will either sit in a box or mm-hmm. just sit on the shelf and not really do anything with so I just wonder if there's anything that obviously Chris you might pick this yeah, up yeah 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 anything that you, you see with a special edition or a limited edition thing you, right I'm going to spend that extra 40 quid that extra 100 quid just to get this 
I am a sucker for a statue, basically. I haven't been for a while, though, to be fair. I'm looking around, and I can't think of the last one that I bought. And I think it's mainly because a lot of them here in the UK go through game. And yeah. game are notoriously terrible, especially when it comes to limited editions of cancelling your order at the last second. And then, you obviously, you can't re- reorder it anywhere. And I think, I think the last one I bought from game was the Borderlands 2 Special Edition. With the claptrap? Uh, no, I've got the one with the chest. Oh, okay. The one, with, <laughs> the one with the loot box, and that's the one you I can see. What? <laughs> so I know they, and the best thing is they did the they did the same limited edition for Borderlands Three, and charged a lot yes. more for it. Uh, I think the, <clears> the box is just a slightly different color. Um, but yeah, I've got the Halo. If you pre-ordered, if you pre-ordered through game, you also got a uh, uh, psycho mask. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, those yeah, the, the ones yeah. they were giving away at like Eurogamer and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, when they, when I've after having so many issues with game, it kind of put me off a lot. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've got the Songbird from Bioshock Infinite. I've got the Halo Free Cat Helmet, which I had to run around Birmingham City Centre at like nine o'clock in the morning to find after GameStation gave my copy away. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am a sucker. I've got, I've got the, uh, I've got a statue from Two Worlds Two, uh, a game that I have never played. Um, I love that game. But, but I bought the special <laughs> edition because it. Uh, to be fair, I got it really cheap on Amazon. Uh, but it came with a statue, and now I've got, that... now I've got like an office at home that I've got shelves in with all my. I don't think that statue is very good. It's not great, to be fair. But it looked better in the picture, <laughs> and I think it cost me like a fiver. <laughs> Isn't it like a? Isn't it like a? Uh, an elf lady. It is some barely dressed lady with a staff in her hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think the worst one I got. Th- this might be the most recent one actually. I bought one, one of the Tomb Raider games that came in like a big like survival tin, and it came with a Lara Croft action figure. The twenty. Fifteen one? It might that be. Was the, yeah, it was the, the reboot one because yeah, we got. Yeah, yeah. The action figure is awful. The, the thing bad. is about that is that it shouldn't be bad. It shouldn't no. be bad because it was made by Play Arts Kai. Mm-hmm. I mean, they usually do really, really, really. I mean, if you want to buy a Play Arts Kai thing, you're looking at like sixty quid a pop, right? Mm. For their actual ones, you buy at retail. Um, they did the one for Metal Gear Rising. Which yeah. I ended up picking up cheap. I don't have a lot of these le- uh, anymore. I sold them on because fuck, I don't. Um, but I got the one for Metal Gear Rising, and I think I got it for like fifteen quid. And it's a big, huge, full-sized, fully detailed. Comes with loads of different hands and all that sort of shit, and it looks really good. So that one shouldn't have been bad. But it the was. same. It's the same uh, company that made the one for Deus Ex Human Revolution as well. And that one was all right. So why was this one so bad? It's like I said the last time when we were talking about it. When you get these special editions, these statues and things like that, when you actually look at them and you look in the eyes, don't look. Yeah, well, I remember I got I was lucky enough to get to go to Square Enix head office in London. And they've got kind of, when you go in, they've got a huge glass cabinet. <laughs> And they have like all figures from say the Tomb Raider games, the Hitman games, and stuff like that. And they've got loads of Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts stuff. And some of the figures that they have do look really nice. They're those the specially made ones, though, aren't they? The, yeah. The, there's a company that make a lot of Square Enix stuff. 
Yeah, yeah Fire Art Sky, like I said, that's they they work a lot with Square Enix. I thought they owned them. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I, I think Square Enix owns Play Arts because they also had a huge. <clears throat> I don't. I'm, I'm not a big Kingdom Hearts fan, but they had all. Oh, I knew it's from Kingdom Hearts. It was kind of the like the sword that's a key kind of thing. Keyblade. That well, that must be it. But it was the Toy Story version, so it's all in kind of like Buzz Lightyear colours. And that that looked that genuinely did look really nice. But they had like oh. kind of the Final Fantasy they were from Final Fantasy Advent Children, I think, some of the characters from that. Um mm. and then loads of like other little bits. But they did have like some of the two major ones they had, they had them from all the different um games and they were really, really well done. Well, I believe for uh, for Shadow of the Tomb Raider, they got Wetter to make it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Who make Lord of? They made the props for Lord of the Rings. But they got they, Wetter to make it. Holy Moses, that's a score. Well, they did have Wetter, just like the best. Uh, yeah. It's like a it's like a three hundred seventy five pound statue. Great. Yeah. They did have a yeah. life size chocobo in the office, which had a picture taken. Oh, I've seen your yeah, I've seen that picture on your Instagram. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um... I just don't see any that nowadays that attract me in. Like I've looked at the The Last of Us Two has got one, uh, where oh, there's a statue. No. <laughs> see, we got in Europe, we got done over that because we got the collector's edition, which was the Ellie statue. Yeah. Um, cause there's two. There's one statue which he's kind of doing the rounds on eBay and wherever, which her playing the guitar, which mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's made by someone else, but I think another one. They they're doing another one with the actual collector's edition game. I might be wrong, but America got. What I was really interested in getting was the Ellie edition, where you Is got the one with the bag. Set. Yes. Yes. And yeah, that, yeah. And you got everything with that, and that's what I did, I would fork out for. Yeah, the one but with the bag. Did... The one with the bag looks alright. But then they didn't release that in Europe. That was America only. Yeah, because the statue so... doesn't look that clever when you look at it. No. It, it, it looks a bit che- cheap, I suppose. Uh, but I have just noticed, I was having a quick look because I was on the game game website for something else anyway. I have just noticed that the most recent one that's coming out that actually looks alright is uh, Destroy All Humans. Has a, oh my has god, a, they have three different ones, they look so good. The one with the, <laughs> the, the statue where he's twirling the camera around. Yes. <laughs> but it's 140 quid, I'm not paying that for a Destroy All Humans game. <laughs> They've done it for the SpongeBob game as well. You do a special edition yes. where you get a statue of SpongeBob, but then they have like the ultimate one where you get three different three statues with it. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this is why this is why THQ went bust. <laughs> Dude, the stupid shit. And then Deep Silver come along and say, right, well, we're gonna buy everything up, rename it THQ Nordic. And guess what, guys? We gave you a license to do the same shit again. Oh wow! There's a there's a, there's a, there's a close up picture here. I know it's a, a podcast, so this doesn't help the listener. There's a close up <laughs> picture of this Ellie statue from The Last of Us. Wow, yeah. I I, I wouldn't. It, it looks like something you'd order off Wish. If anyone's yeah. ever used Wish. I remember when I had a proper look at it, and I thought, no, I'm kind of glad I missed that. But the, I mean, like the um, what annoyed me, and I get your point with game, Chris, because I used to really avoid giving game any money at all. I used to shop elsewhere. The only time where I actually had to actually go to games where I couldn't find the Final Fantasy VII Deluxe Edition anywhere. Mm-hmm. The game was the only place you could buy it. So remember, that's the last time I spent money at game. Yeah. Because I remember get I got the Last of Us special, Last of Us Two special edition where you get the steelbook and the art book. I got that from can't remember where now. Then not game did the exact same, but then you got kind of like extras. You got um you got kind of like a canvas bag 
pin badges, kind of like a, a clip and stuff like that. So you kind of game always get because they obviously they get a contract with everything. They get all the extra little bits that you yeah. can get for free, and certain yeah. little bits I, I really quite quite like. Because well, um, I, so I used... think with the fun. With the Sorry, Final Fantasy, you got the you got the badges, you got the patches, so you got like Sam's Chocobo Ranch, and then you got mm-hmm. the Avalanche patch as well, which were quite nice. But you'd only get them with game, and that's yeah. what pisses me off sometimes. Yeah. The deal with game is because I used to work in attached to a video games retailer and have some experience with the distribution. Is so when games that come out, anything games related that comes out in the UK, uh, legitimately will go through one of two distribution companies. One of them deals with all the Microsoft stuff. One of them mm-hmm. deals with all. Uh, well, I think it is. And what? Yeah. And one deals with Sony and Nintendo, basically. And game because they're the big boy in in town. There's there's they're the biggest order, basically. They're the only one in town now. Yeah, basically, yeah. So they basically get to demand things from the distribution. And like I've sat in meetings. Uh, I've been to like events uh, where they put on. Um, you can you can play games. Like retailers get to see games before they come out and stuff like that to get interest in orders basically uh, and stuff like that and like the game reps would literally just be there making demands like oh yeah uh, what other versions are coming out and stuff like that and they're like okay we want all of the stock of that and stuff like that and they, it will be like well if we have this you can't sell it to anybody else else yeah. we won't take the numbers and stuff like that and yeah some of their demands were, were really strange but then what did happen for a while is other distributors in Europe get the same stuff. Yeah. So smaller companies that have opened up, you, who didn't couldn't get deals with the the distributors here in the UK because of basically what equates to price fixing in a way. Um, they would go to uh, uh, they would go to these uh, distributors in in, uh, out in on the mainland in Europe uh, and get, and be able to get hold of the same stuff. And that's mm. how a lot of these smaller companies get their games now. If you ever buy a game from like Shop 2, I don't know if it's still the same now, but it used to be. When you bought a game from Shop 2, Game would refuse to take it off you to trade it in. Because really? if you, yeah, because if you look at the box, it's not the same version of the game that came out in the UK. Uh, so it didn't have the right mm. it didn't have the right rating system on it because it uh, was okay. it was basically a European oh, game. That's, that's not the same anymore. Yeah, I was I imagine now it, it's probably more. Um, more uniform yeah, now. Yeah, it wasn't just because it was from. It wasn't. Yeah, this is from Shop Two. We can't use it. But there was something on the box that Shop because Shop Two was the, mo- the the most popular place. Shop Two were getting their well, not all of their stock, but they were getting portions of their stock from Europe, which a lot of retailers yeah. do. Like I could tell you stories about where Game gets some of their stock from that would probably end up with me getting in a lot of trouble. Uh, <laughs> do it. But that, that that's Save a story for another day. I'll, yeah, I'll wait. i wait till we need the numbers. But yeah, it's, I, I, there's a there's a little indie store um, about 20 minutes from me in in London, and they get because I noticed when Game only had the Final Fantasy VII Deluxe Edition, mm-hmm. I noticed that he even kind of coming up to lockdown, he got some copies and he was able to get them from Stocky. So um, yeah, yeah. I was that... quite annoyed because if I know he, if I knew he had them, and he usually charges an extra fiver, so if Game had it for 70 quid, he charged 75 just to make the money, and I'd mm-hmm. happily spend. An extra fiver at an indie store yeah, to get one over on game because yeah. game really simply games annoying. used to be good for it. Simply games used to be used to pretty much get yes. every, ev- everything that game got. Simply games yeah. got hold of because they were bringing in from from Europe. I don't know if they're still doing it now because I, I don't tend to use um, like 
game and, and simply games and so I don't really at the up until I got my office sorted I wasn't really looking at special editions and you've got me googling them now while we're talking about them so well, it's like didn't Amazon used to get Amazon exclusives like game had their exclusives you Amazon sure Amazon had they have uh, they have exclusive steel books I believe yeah, yeah. um but they, they were normally worse steel books I saying that I, got, I remember got the I got um this outside there and when I, I, I looked for little art books I got the Spider-Man kind of edition from Shop 2. So you got the, you just paid the normal base rate for a game, and I got Spider-Man game. Then you got a special steel book, which had the, the normal kind of red and white Spider-Man logo on one side, but they had a, an extra back to it where it was like a, a different image than the normal steel book. Yeah. And I ended up paying, I got quite lucky, I paid, um, this is this might sound quite sad to some people, I paid 15 quid, and I got the, the special edition box with um, the art book and some DLC. It didn't have the game in, but that's what I, I wasn't fussed about because I just wanted to keep my steel book in, so it's like I had the full special edition. But that, but I technically have a different steel book to the original special edition. Mm. Do they still do that thing where different... So I remember there was a time before where certain games, it, it was more of a D- DLC thing, but depending on where you bought the game from, you get a different piece of D- cosmetic DLC or anything. So if you wanted everything, you would practically have to buy the game about nine times. Is that yeah, still a I thing? Some, I think so. I know game definitely had this. Yeah, because game when I knew with Final Fantasy one, if you got if you pre-ordered Final Fantasy anywhere, you got the you got the chocobo material. If you got it from game with the deluxe edition, they give you the they give you another material. But then if you got the first class edition, which I, I'm sure on you can only get from Square Enix website, mm-hmm. they give you they give you a complete extra material which you cannot buy. You can only get it with the first class edition. You cannot get it anywhere else. You can't get it in the game or anywhere. So but no, I'm I sure do. a couple of other places give you extra kind of DLC other than game. Because mm-hmm. it got I'm crazy at one point. Bridled fucking rage at all this nonsense because <clears throat> it was Ubisoft. It was all them. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna come on to the assassin. There was an Assassin's oh, Creed yeah. one, wasn't there? Just, where it had about oh, 20, no. 20 special editions. Leave it to me. on where Leave you it bought it me. from. I got this one. It started with Assassin's Creed Two, if you remember. There was the black edition. There was the white edition. Two completely different statues, both around eighty quid, both with the same DLC and all that stuff. And then as he started releasing more and more editions of Assassin's Creed. You needed a fucking spreadsheet to find out what you were actually getting. Yeah, and that was true this. of all Ubisoft games up until last year, I think. No, um, I think they're still doing it. I, th- I think I think it's less of an issue. It's now more kind of digital stuff because yeah. like there was a, a Assassin's Creed Three. I think was probably the most. Conf- so there's Assassin's Creed Three or the one set in France. What was that one called? Unity. Unity. Unity, that's the one, right? Yeah, it Unity. was around that time because it was when I was working for the retailer. Because <clears throat> they were they were doing like uh, different physical editions with different physical things in. So if you wanted everything, you had to go to Target, you had to go to GameStop, you had to go to you had to go to the mall basically, and spent and it probably would have cost you about five hundred quid to buy it all. I think at one point I was watching a video and someone worked it out. That they own absolutely everything plus the DLC at the price that they were asking, you know, uh, season passes and all that shit. It's a thousand quid in for everything Jeez. if you want it all. Every That's just for one game. 
One game. One game. If you want everything. But you would end up with like 20 copies of the actual game as well. Yes. Yes, that's the problem. You end up with 20 copies of the game, which you're not going to make your money back on. So you might as well forget about that. Um, But like special editions, and again, I think I said this the last time we talked about special editions. I just think they've gone down the crapper because because people just kept buying any old tat. Mm. And it's just getting worse. Quite frankly, it is just getting worse because when they release uh, the first trailer for The Last of Us, right? Last of Us 2. First proper gameplay trailer and all that. Then I think it was about an hour or two later on Twitter, someone said, okay, up till now, what is the game of the year? And people go, Last of Us 2! How can you say that? This is, And it's a blind loyalty where they will spend... Oh, I have to have the edition with Ellie on it because I have to be involved in this and I have to buy it. No, you fucking don't. Jesus, just buy the game. If you want the statue, fair enough. But you don't have to turn around and say it's game of the year before you've played it. It's not game of the decade. You haven't played it. Well, now people... Now people are saying it's the worst game of the decade and they haven't played it. I'm I'm not being the judge that's actually quite... I, I, I probably won't play it for a couple of years because I, I, I get I get exactly where you're coming from where people just see a game which has obviously got a lot of hype around it and they just go this is going to be well this is it's not assuming this is going to be they're going this is the greatest thing that's ever ever yeah. happened and because then it's like buy everything the, for it the special editions are announced and they sell out within 10 minutes oh yeah right and obviously a lot of people i would say a few people are buying it they're scalpers right mm-hmm. they're going to buy up a chunk of that to sell back mm-hmm. to morons who were willing to spend over the odds in the first place now they're going to have to spend double the odds because people are morons because at one point uh and i think the one of the best examples is probably halo 3 it came with that little master chief head there was Got it in my kitchen. i'm looking at it right i now. have it I also have it myself. Uh, my wife so wanted it on as a birthday present. You know, I never got it at the time, but I think it was about six years ago. She hunted it down as a birthday <laughs> present for me. Oh, I got I one six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. You, you go after the things you actually want. But it's still expensive. You think about it. When that was released, I think that was, I think it was only around 70, 80 quid. I remember yeah, looking at I've the game. Still, I've still got the box. It's, it was eighty nine ninety nine. It's it's still got the price on it for when I got mine. Every, almost every special edition, almost every special edition that I own that's huge was under a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Not that anymore. Be, yeah, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, that would be Gears of War three with that enormous uh marcus statue you oh. could literally beat a horse to death with it. you could beat a field horse i've been after i've been after that statue for years and i've never managed to get hold of one unfortunately that's the one thing we'll never part with because you can beat a field of horses to death with it um, <laughs> you never know it's like a, a blackpool kebab so <laughs> horses yeah exactly so uh that uh the reach statue yeah i have that as well yeah very very well i mean it's, uh, some of the bits are a bit flimsy and plasticky and overall it's a bit light on it's it a but it's still product, isn't very it? it's very i've always wanted that statue um one of the dumbest ones i ever bought 
was the Crisis 2 Special Edition, because that came with a statue. It came with a... It also came with Crisis 2. Shut up, (laughs) yeah. It came with an (laughs) artwork. And it came with a bag. It came with a bag. I still have that bag somewhere. It's like this hard shell bag you would never, ever carry outside because you would literally look like a turtle wearing it. It's that (laughs) big. But... The point, anyway, I'm getting, the point I'm getting away from is the fact that all these were under a hundred quid, and at some point, whether it be game, whether it be the fucking game developers, the publishing companies, the PR reps, whatever, at some point they find out that people will be dumb enough to spend an extra hundred pound mm. on top of what they were already spending to buy a little slice of gaming history. And that's how they sell it. They sell it on this, oh, look at this amazing game that's going to be game of the year. God. And that's why I haven't bought, and that is why I haven't bought a special edition in probably eight years, maybe. Eight years. I think with, I remember getting the, when it came out on the PS3, Far Cry 3, it was called the Insane Edition. And you got, um, Vast bobblehead. I've got yes. the bo- I've got the bobblehead one. Yeah, See, yeah. I oh this it pains me to talk about this. I got the bobblehead, and you got like you got the, the kind of the canvas thing that went in the with the the game. So it was like yeah, a yeah, field the, manual. Yeah, and it, yeah, That was really nice. And eventually, because I ended up getting rid of all my PS3 stuff, which pains me to this day. Um, and I had that, and I had it fully boxed and everything. I remember I took it to uh, trade in. The guys that were trading, in, they were like. They'd never even seen it before. They're like, "This is amazing. This is absolute pristine quality." And I really wish I kept hold of that because that That's is something point. that I, I really liked. My bobblehead but, is still in the box, and I don't. Yeah, mine I, was, I, have, I, never, I have it somewhere, and I don't know where it is. I haven't got it out to put it on my shelf. I've never. Right, I, I, I need to interrupt a second because I've literally just looked at the Destroy All Humans Collector's Edition. <laughs> And oh my god, you, I have you, never wanted a collector's you, edition. No, you can't, Tom, after, what, after literally what you just after said. After what, you know what I I'm just said, and I'm looking at it now, and I'm looking at that crypto backpack, and I'm thinking, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. This one's like £300. Oh, that can get to hell. That's not ridiculous. Yeah, it comes, with a, it comes with a 23-inch statue. Alongside a, a a box, a bag, the game, uh, a stress toy, lithographs, and a keychain. At least they come Is with the game. Like, uh, so unlike Bethesda yeah. special editions. Say they get two hundred pound in their back pocket. Three hundred pound. Well, saying that, I always I always warn. I do warn the wife. I said, if we got a remake of Metal Gear Solid and they did some crazy special edition collector's edition which like had a statue or don't, don't put whatever ideas and it was like 200, 250 quid I just said you, you you don't have a say in it and the, the credit card comes out and it pays for it immediately yeah it's 350 pounds by the way wow I, I, yeah. I think I agree with you there though Matt like if there something like Metal Gear Solid where I've got that nostalgia for it and yeah. stuff like that it, I think it, the, the temptation would would probably yeah uh, yeah I think a solid snake or a um you know a a, a fucking mantis fucking statue yeah. or something like that would would probably be enough to draw me back in. I've just seen Tom just needs a backpack. There was the company yeah. that did a Metal Gear Solid statue a while ago where it was him. It was kind of snake against the wall. It was quite a big one, and you could get different versions of it. So you could get the normal one, 
and it had like it always had a ration or an ammo box like spinning in the background and then you got the one with unless you got the different figures you got snake in his normal outfit and then you also got kind of like a green snake which is obviously him in stealth mode mm-hmm. and that was that oh was i remember cool. those that was really nice to look at but they were that was like 500 quid just for the statue and it wasn't even attached to the game it was just a statue that was made mm. I, re- I reckon if kojima does another collector's edition it'll come with like a lock of his hair or some shit like oh, that Foo Fighters released the album years ago and it came with a snippet of the tapes that they made for the album on. Well, apparently Hideo Kojima's latest pitch was knocked back. I read that. Oh, yeah, I saw a story during the rounds about it. Uh... Yeah, I'm not sure if if it's 100% of its validity. You know, I'm not sure, but it wouldn't surprise me at this point because after going... And I'm just going to say it, I wasn't a fan of Death Strand and I gave it six hours of my life if I want them back. Um, I, I can't imagine that he would go back to doing anything remotely sane or in any way normal after getting away with doing Death Strand. And yeah, I'm saying getting away with it because fuck. people said you get out of you get out of it what you put into it. And you know what? That's the same with every bloody game. But most games give you something to work with. For me, that just felt like it was Norman and Reedus having a wander across, you know, shite, up and down shite. Literally, that's it. You get to throw Uh, shite grenades. Chuck the piss on the floor. Chucking the the president in a furnace, right? And then you're back to more shite crawling, only the be creeped out by Guillermo del Toro. Just him creeping, like a creepy creeper. He does have a creepy little waddle to him, doesn't he? But it's the way he's all like hanging over him going, oh, for fuck's sake. And I don't need to see Norman Reedus's face. I don't need to see monster cans. And I'm absolutely appalled at one point that fucking Kojima thought, I was like, yeah, but I'm just an indie artist. Get <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> you with your monster cans. Ah, you're just an indie artist. Yeah. Nobody knows who Hideo Kojima is. Wink, wink. That unknown indie developer. Doesn't Death Stranding have in-game advertisements for Norman Reedus's new TV show? Yes. Every I... time you shower or yeah. shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not that I noticed. Yeah, he's he's some weird TV show that Norman Reedus does he's advertised with in the I, I remember when everyone got completely pissed off at Microsoft because in Quantum Break in the background of one of the levels that you aren't even going to be looking at because it starts you looking the other way there's an advertisement for a real life car Oh, oh no! I can I can go I can go back even further when that started. There were two other occasions where that started and kicked off. One was in Rainbow Six Vegas, where yeah, but the, that was cool. The adverts they had adverts for well, what is in the UK Lynx body spray in the, in the <laughs> lifts, and the only time you saw them in the lifts was when you were rappelling down them to shoot somebody in the face. People well, kicked they off also... about that. They also in that same game they had in the uh, the movie theater there were movie posters that updated over time. Mm-hmm. Although I I believe that there's there's nothing there now. Yeah, uh, and what was the other one? Oh, the other one was Bur- Burnout Paradise when that originally came out. There were real adverts yeah. in that, and it yeah. really kicked off because the Obama campaign paid to have adverts. 
Nice. Put into it, <laughs> and people really didn't like that. Uh, I tell, I tell you what, though. I mean, as far as as far as things go, I just and collect going back to Hideo Kojima, that collector's edition for Death Stranding. I'm oh, sorry, whoever came up with that, fucking hell, that thing can get in the fire. And the throw that whole thing in the flames. Terrific. That was the, like that was the baby, well, wasn't it? In the yeah. yeah. Oh. Going one step further, is there like a custom console that you ever thought that like you needed to have? Because the... that Death Stranding one is so ugly. The Star Wars Xbox 360. I still look oh. for one now. Oh, I saw one uh, like just before lockdown. Yeah, I had one. I had one in. I was in a shop. It was like a cash converters or something in Crackhead at Heaven around here. And they were selling it for like 80 quid. And I didn't have the money at the time. And I went back a week later and it had gone. I have seen the, I think it was the, what? When when PlayStation celebrated selling so many units and did that. Oh, the blue one. The blue one. The mm-hmm. the Pro. That is That was really nice. Mm. Stuff. I do that like the grey one as well. They did the one that. The, the, the 20th anniversary the one. The 20th yeah. anniversary one. I've got that the controller nice. to go with it, but yeah, I, I, I like that, that one. Nice. I the do. Metal Gear Solid 5 one was, was really just, nice. I was just about to say that. My friend picked up the Metal Gear Solid 5 one, and I, I, I had a look at it, and that just looked quite nice. Because the thing with that, so a lot of, I know the PlayStation 4 ones, a lot of them are just um, the there's a plate that comes up. It's the hard drive enclosure cover, isn't it? It yeah, because you can buy the plates separate. Because yeah, Sony, yeah. they kind of release the official ones with the coloured ones, but then you can get you get like gum, whatever Etsy or whatever. Like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get you can get them off. Ones. You can get them from a lot of different places. But mm. it's funny enough. The one thing that came to mind when we were talking about special editions and the Last of Us Two, that Last of Us Two console is fucking gorgeous. Because it, it's actually engraved in yeah, the console. The, yeah. It's not just like a sticker. It's, it does, that looks very nice. Yeah. If, if new right. consoles oh, weren't coming out this year, I probably would have upgraded to the Pro and, and bought one of those. Again, again right, okay, because my brain, my brain's screaming at the concept of having like <laughs> one game etched into your console for eternity. But and it's, I'm just, it's like, just a nice pattern. Why? It's just a nice pattern, why? isn't it? And I've, I've, no. I've, I've thought about getting a Pro for a while because I've only got the, the base PS4, but I've only just really started playing that again recently. And so I did think about, oh, you know, maybe getting a Pro, you know, from a PSVR and stuff like that. And I did think, well, I'm probably not going to get the PS5 when it comes out because I'm going to get the Xbox and whatever. But then I thought, it's, it's if, I think if that console had been like 200 quid, 250, I'd be sitting there stroking one or waiting for it to come in the post. Um, I hope he's yeah. talking about the console yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to the yeah, waiting yeah, period. He's got two minutes just stroking constantly. But yeah, but you know that that Star Wars Xbox. I think oh, I know. Is oh, that the one the R two D two one? Yeah, it's the R two D two, and yeah, the, the controllers cool. the controllers C three PO, isn't it? And then it had the connect with it and stuff like that. But yeah, and it made R two D two noises. Yeah, oh, I didn't when, know that. Yeah, that when you when you when you turn it on, it makes R two D two noises. Uh, special edition Xboxes since the Xbox three sixty Elite have all made uh their own individual yep, sound. The Gears of War one plays the chainsaw noise. The Halo Reach one, which I have, plays the shield recharge sound, and sometimes I plug it in and oh, press, just I to just, press the button. I just had a thought of kind of special editions. If we go back to, I think it was the PS2 or the GameCube version of Resident Evil 4, where you got that chainsaw controller. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and it was totally impractical. Although I am now, you guys can keep talking, because I've just found out those Star Wars consoles aren't very expensive on eBay. No, they're not. 
Um, a little fun fact here that the guy who sat inside R2D2, Kenny Baker, I uh, used to uh, help him when I worked in Morrison's in my local town. I used to help him sometimes because he lived in, he was from about five minutes from where I used to live. Okay. And he drove the biggest Rolls Royce you have ever seen in your life. It is, <laughs> he was massive. And then he, and then supposedly he had, I don't know how true this is, but someone told me. He ended up getting a chauffeur. I said, "Oh, why do you?" I was going to say, "Because how's how's he going to drive that?" Well, I, I told me I was I was kind of I was at the near the post office, and he got out, and he just had the the pedals adjusted. That was all. So ah, he kind okay. of he could sit on the seat higher up, and he had the pedals adjusted, so he was able to drive it. But then someone told me he's like, "Oh, he doesn't drive it anymore. He has a chauffeur." I said, "Oh, why is that?" He went, "Oh, I suppose he got done for drink driving, so he's paid to have a chauffeur to drive his Rolls Royce around." <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I used to chat to him sometimes. He was really, really down to a guy, really. You were talking no, beeps. Well, yeah, kind of. But yeah, because no one really when he was drunk and driving. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> ah, well. Wow. Yeah. Rest Any... in peace, Ken Baker. We love yeah. you. <laughs> just, just clearing that up. I, I you know, we're I'm fine. Trying to, I'm trying to think of what other uh, special editions. Like console-wise, nothing. They're all shite. Every last <laughs> one of them, even the ones we own, they're all terrible. They're all terrible. And we're actually, horrible actually, actually uh, I have the Doom Eternal one. Is that the helmet one? It is the helmet one. This is the one I saw someone walking around the streets wearing. A couple oh of my god! Ago. I they might have got hit by a car because I was going to write an article about what it's like to play Doom Eternal with the Doom Slayer helmet on, just as a bit of fun. And I couldn't play it, because it fogs up. Right, it, just get, uh, see, as someone who rides a motorcycle, you just get some special spray, and it'll soon stop. Oh, but it's instant. Yeah, yeah, but you can I've, get... I've never, you, you I've never get, put anything on my head yeah. that fogs up as quick as that does. You can get a spray that you spray on the inside of your helmet and it stops it fogging it up. It I, well. I have to use it for my uh, my motorcycle helmet all the time. Oh, because you're a bad boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know, when we're like, when I've been out snowboarding the goggles because you don't have any spray, it's just, well, just spit inside of it and then give it a wipe and it'll be fine. And it actually oh, it does work, to be honest. Hmm. Not not a single one of these Star Wars consoles on eBay actually comes with the gold controller. That's weird. Oh, the, the controller's the least interesting part. To be fair, it is. I oh, know there's one here. There's one here that's got it in. So uh, let's just click. Actually shopping. I think anyway, actually one, shopping. one of the actual also, limited uh, editions I do want next is the because I've still not played the game is the limited edition God of War one. Okay, well, I don't in, remember in, this. In, in, it's only, it's literally, I think it's an art book and a steel book, kind of like the smaller version, but it is impossible to get hold of okay. unless you want to pay 120, 150 quid. I'm like, I'm not paying that much just for, I'd rather pay 150 quid if you've got like a huge statue or something like that. Well, right, Tom, before yeah. this costs me any more money, have you got a topic? <laughs> I did actually. Go uh, for it's, it. uh, it's a little more fun. It's, it's, you know, everyone can get involved and it's all oh good. God. So recently, I was thinking to myself about, you know, last last podcast, I was ripping into open world games and even up and coming open world games like Ghost of Tsushima and just saying, look, it's the same fucking thing we've been playing for two generations now. Now it's oh, got wind. Oh, yeah, it's got farty wind. It's got farty wind. <laughs> And that will guide you towards the birdies and the foxes. And that's beautiful. That's lovely and all that. But, right, 
very zen. What I was thinking, right? Can you think of any? It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be a specific genre. It doesn't have to be a. It could be co-op. It could be multiplayer. It could be single player. Can you think of any any mechanics that really stand out to you? It could be from a shit game. It could be a shit game with a great mechanic, and it never quite worked. But what mechanics would you lift wholesale from various different games to kind of build like a new game? And I'll go first because I was thinking about it recently. The 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 doomed Army of Two franchise, oh, which was a really, really, really good idea. It was a really good idea. It was fantastic. It was a fantastic idea. Uh, co-op game, two guys being arseholes, bro in an air guitar and after wiping out a bunch of terrorists. <laughs> um, but so some of the mechanics that were announced for that game never made it into the game. For example, uh, you could get your co-op partner to drive a forklift, lift you up on it so you'd be on cover firing yes. a, a machine gun over the top. Um, even it. the basic mechanic that did make it, you know, that whole grabbing your partner by the yeah. back trailing them the so back they can back. still fire. And stuff as well. Yeah, see, see all those little mechanics and stuff were absolutely, were actually brilliant. Just It was piss per implementation at the end of the day. And I blame EA. But... <laughs> I mean, for I mean, it's it's that the the one mechanic that I'd like to focus on because me and Chris have been playing a lot of Warzone recently. It's it's that mechanic where you grab your co-op partner when they're down, you trail them so they're still capable of firing their gun, and you're able oh, to fire your gun. That'd be wicked hand. in Warzone. And I think that that as a mechanic in co-op and multiplayer games would be excellent. Yeah. You're not so much of a dead duck. You still be, there's still that risk reward thing. Other oh, if I go that, in, haven't, haven't Call of Duty games done it where you can still shoot when you don't? Yeah, uh, quite a few of them have. Yeah, I remember when yeah. you did in Modern Warfare 2 the Spec Op missions. Um, if you had, if you definitely had two player, um, if you got downed, you could still shoot while you're down. You still shoot your pistol or something? Yeah. Yeah. Introduced in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the original Modern yeah. Warfare, it's called uh, Last Stand as a perk. If you died, yeah. you would fall down. You would eventually die. Yeah. yeah. But but if they did that, if they did that in Warzone, pistol. where you could just shoot your pistol, oh god, yeah, it'd be brilliant. I'd actually get some. Wait, you used you used to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you right. did. When it did they get rid of it? No, yeah. the last time it carried on for quite a while, didn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's gone now. I mean, in Warzone, when Warzone launched, uh, you would get downed, and then you can still fire and move See, around. This is really weird because when I got downed. Yesterday when we were playing, Tom. Oh, that was I, a glitch. I, I That's gen- right. I, I, I generally remember. I for some reason, whenever I get down, like and the bad guys in front of me, I'm still there hammering on my trigger, thinking I can shoot my pistol. So I wonder if maybe it was there at the beginning. It, yeah. Yeah, I, I've I only played it around launch, and it was definitely there. Yeah, that would be because I, I don't I don't win games. I always get down. Yeah, that's me. Too. It was a glitch that was cleaned out. Apparently, that didn't happen for every single player, and it was a glitch. You weren't supposed to be able to fire any of your guns when you went down, but not out. So they patched that out. That was actually a mistake and a big bloody mistake. Obviously, it also yeah. happened in Apex Legends that if you were playing as Mirage and you got shot. After, just as you went invisible, uh, when you when you went down but not out, you'd have access to your primary weapons. Nice. 
Wow. That, that, that worked in my favor quite a few times. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, in terms of like really cool uh, sort of mechanics for co-op or you know the, those sort of supportive sort of mechanics, I'd, I'd pick that one. That if you could grab your partner and kind of trail them into cover and stuff like that, because uh, I think I, I think it's something that's missing. You know, there's there's a lot of co-op games there where it's just like your partner's just lying there like a sack of shite. And it would be nice to be able to just get your hand on the sack of shite and say, right, come here, you sack of shite. Mind the corner. Out of the cover. There right, we go. All right, Tom. I know, my... I know I'm not but very no... good at Warzone, right? But I try. <laughs> but, but no, no tampon mini games. Yeah, and, and, and no being killed by J- JRPGs. Oh! <laughs> look at it. It's a JRPG! All right. Okay. Um, I've got one. I've, I've just, got one. Just to give it some context, uh, right? I don't want Chris... to tell people. I don't want to tell people. I shouldn't have mentioned Chris... it. <laughs> forgot about it last night we playing warzone someone fires off an rpg chris screams oh god it's a jrpg <laughs> fucking square enix coming if, to kick the door down if i had a copy of blue dragon at me what can i say um the one <laughs> thing i would take from a, a game especially a game that wasn't really successful and, and bring back in some form now if i say the words fractured alliance would it ring any bells sorry i, I was only thinking yeah. i was thinking of the 360 game fracture Kane oh, and God, Lynch. No. Kane and Lynch. Kane and Lynch's multiplayer. How that didn't oh, get. Oh shit! Yeah. How that didn't get. I think I've, we've mentioned it on this show multiple times. If you go back through the years. Um, yeah, we talked about it. Like, yeah. uh, not the last time I was on, but the time before. Yeah. How that has not been taken. The fact that you can play a normal like um, bank robbery multiplayer game, you know, and then turn on your teammates at the last second and steal I, all the money. And, like, well, I like thought. That. I thought that was what GTA 5 heists were supposed to be. Yeah, well, I thought Payday was going to use it at one point because yeah. Payday is very mm. similar to the old Fractured Alliance gameplay, yeah, but it, it doesn't have the slower. Yeah, but like, I'm so amazed it never took off because I used to love the bit as well. If you were killed, you came back as one of the cops. Yep. So then you could get your own back on them, and yeah. I'm so amazed that didn't get stolen, especially like the, the Canon Inch. Okay. Canon Lynch 2 wasn't received very well, and um, but I say I know IO have uh, have meant they keep bringing up Canon Lynch every now and again. Um, so whether they ever do something with it again, but yeah, just that multiplayer mode, it, it you could put it into various different scenarios, and yeah, it'd be brilliant. Yeah, I'd like it to come back, uh, even as like a little free to play thing. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? At the end of the day, that would work. I mean, something like. Uh... You know, obviously, Call of Duty Warzone has that plunder mode, which is all about stealing money, was... getting a drop off, and stuff like that. But obviously, that's not about that's not cops and robbers. And I think the closest thing we got to that was the plunder mode in Hardline. Yeah. Hardline. I think the Division tried it, didn't they? The Division had a thing because you know, in the Dark Zone, in the Division, you can you have to get your loot and you have to. Um... Yeah, you have to exfil it and stuff like that. And I'm sure that when it was originally being talked about, um, that I think the plan was in there. And you, like, I think, but I think the idea was there. It wasn't you could turn on your teammates. It's that you could group up with other teams. And yeah, then, and, and then you turned on them at the end, didn't you? Uh, but to uh, do, the to do it with, two with did it really team. well, actually. See, I couldn't play the Dark Zone on, on the Division because having no friends, it was ridiculous going in on your own and just getting ripped to fucking pieces constantly. 
Chris, I would have been there for you. Oh, I would have had your I, back. I don't think I've ever tried the Dark Zone continuing right. I think I just played half of the division and then kind yeah. of got stuck. The, con- the concept's really, really good. But oh, yeah, I remember reading about it. It, did, it sounded like, oh, this could be quite good. But yeah. I think I was in the same boat. She was like, oh, I don't have many people who play it, so I'm not yeah. just going to go into this box. And you, you got the hardcore who made a career of basically make, yeah. ruining people's day. Yes. Yeah, yeah basically. Well, I played the Division Two during the review period, and I uh, I felt like a king. And then people start, uh, normal people started playing. And it's like king of the king of the games journeys gets put right down to the bottom <laughs> rung. Are any other mechanics with steel, gents? I think one that it, I think it still pops up in some games today, and I've I've always liked it, but more on a tactical side is I think Battlefield have done it quite a lot. It's like especially in the multiplayer is kind of dis- destructive environments but not just blowing things up for the sake of it but as a tactical advantage i remember red, red faction red faction but that was yeah for during the storyline um but I, for online i remember years and years and years ago um i was off work for about two or three months um i'd have it be putting a leg brace so i was kind of stuck in my bedroom for that long, so I was perfect times playing the PlayStation. I remember getting a game called SOCOM Confrontation. Um, it was probably one of the most buggy and glitchy online games. Oh shit! Ever. Yeah, I remember this game. It was online only. There was no campaign or anything. It was just online multiplayer. And I used to play with quite a big group of friends, and we kind of got really competitive. Started doing because you could do. It was sixteen versus sixteen. I think you could get up to. And when you kind of had actual, because we got quite competitive, we entered leagues and tournaments, etc. There's a couple of maps where what you could do is you basically, it, sometimes it was quite boring. You could just sit and camp because the other team had to come and take you all out for them to win. So if you kind of sat back and hid and stayed out of their way, you won the game. But obviously it was kind of best of three, so it kind of got annoying. But there's always parts in some of those levels where if you had one person that would say sacrifice themselves, they could run to a certain part of the map. I remember there was one specific where there was a bridge going from two buildings and you could blow the bridge so people couldn't get to you. But it made it made it extremely difficult for the other team to try and defeat you because then they, that mean they had to come foot underneath the building, which you could keep an eye out and make sure they didn't come to you. So it's kind of some games like where you can, with the destroying things, I know it's still out there, it still goes today, but where you've kind of got really competitive games but you've got to use it to a tactical advantage. Uh, I mean, that's... On a, that's... On a smaller scale, it's Rainbow Six Siege, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, yeah, because, I mean, the problem with... like The way you describe uh, that, that, that Sokum game, I think that was the last one, wasn't it? I believe yeah, that one. Special Forces. No, uh, they did Sokum Special Forces after that, ah, and then right. that was it. That's, my issue with that, being someone that likes to play online... Is that's horribly broken? Yeah. That's incredibly broken. I'm destroy one bridge and that leaves only one route. Yeah. Because I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, classic map design. You know mm. that uh, trident sort of appearance. Three three potential three alleyways. The yeah. three lanes, but with zigs and zags throughout and stuff like that. Mm. And then I, I was a big fan of like Bad Company Two as well. Because yeah. there was no better feeling than getting in the tank, realizing that there's a squad inside one building, and just rolling that fucking tank through one wall, straight through the other side, and seeing the whole building collapse. 
Yeah. That's that that I, I would love to see that back. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see it because that, that was the SOCOM game. I mean, it was such an old game and it was so... I, I don't think it got really that supported uh, when it was released, like having updates and stuff. Um, get Having only two routes. If you think you could have that on a bigger scale where you had multiple routes and you could take the odd one out, but you're risking your team saying, I'll take out this route just in case it's used, but we're going to have to really keep an eye on, on, on the other three yeah, do you see stuff like that? As long as they balanced it correctly, I'm all for it. I say, blow everything to hell. <laughs> Literally, just destroy everything. I want the map. I love it. I loved. That's what I loved about Bad Company Two was that by the end of the match, the battlefield was just rubble. It was just people shooting each other over bricks. By the end of it, do that in the battlefield. The, the battlefield now. I know that some of them like tanks can blow the hell out of walls and stuff if you're trying to like sniping. A building or something like yeah it's a bit, can blow the crap out of it it's a bit better in battlefield 5 than it was in battlefield 4 and battlefield 1 yeah. but um <laughs> just round about there just <laughs> battlefield um, one. Oh. battlefield 1 is the first game like going back to collector's editions it's the first game i ever saw where they sold the collector's edition separately yeah without the game yeah oh. but, um but yeah, if uh, if you like destruction and stuff, you can just blow the shit out of houses in Battlefield Five. Yeah, they've yeah, improved that a lot now. Like in re- when it first came out, you got a bit of a kicking, didn't it? Battlefield Five. Yeah, but I've improved it a lot. I adored Battlefield Five when it came out. It was it was extremely uh, fun to play. I won't mind going back and trying the stuff because the stuff because I I really enjoyed the Battlefield One like the different types of story and then the Battlefield mm. Five I, I didn't really get into the story. Well, I oh, I never played the campaign game. for Battlefield Five. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, the online was good, but for some reason I didn't enjoy it as much as Battlefield One for some reason. I also didn't play the campaign of Battlefield One. Battlefield yeah. One campaign was really good. <laughs> yeah, I I only really played the campaign, didn't I? I think I think I played up to a plane level, and then I heard they were bringing the the plane level back in Battlefield Five. So I was like, well, I'm not I'm not playing the campaign. <laughs> but yeah, any other mechanics, gents, before we wrap it up? Uh, every game should have grapple hooks. Yes, yes, they fucking should. They, 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 they did for a while, though, didn't they? They were the grapple hooks were like, were like the in thing. Like, like one year it was bows and arrows, and then the next it was, it was grapple. Yeah, hooks. but no, nobody did it as well as Titanfall did, though. Well, no, but then obviously. you've got to have a you've got to have a level design with grapple hooks. You can actually use them in decent yeah. places, not where you're saying you cannot use a grapple hook in this one place in this whole level. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I found grapple hooks had reached their peak when um, Sekiro had one, and I'm like, hang on a minute, what? No, oh, that was very lumped though. You could only do it at certain places. Like it's not like you could pull yourself up to, like, just hang off the side of a cliff and then drop on someone. Because originally that game was supposed to be just, uh... oh god, what was that ninja game called again? Tenchu. Tenchu. That's the one. It was supposed to be a Tenchu game. Tenchu did grapple hooks in the first one. They did it quite well. To be yeah, they absolutely did. Because you could you were... really grapple anywhere. Yeah. I mean, to have that level of freedom in a game way back then was unprecedented, like, because you could take out bosses without them even knowing you were there. Yeah. And that's what made it a good stealth game. But I think someone mentioned the grapple hook in Titanfall 2. That's actually brilliant Mm -hmm. because you can fling your stuff across the map with that. And if you get the right momentum, 
You can fling yourself across the map, hit crouch when you hit the ground, and you just keep sliding. You just keep sliding. It, the one of the most in, in like exhilarating moments in a multiplayer game I've ever had is launching myself with the grappling hook in Titanfall 2 and landing on the back of a Titan. Yes. <laughs> I want to not getting so punched. Good. Not getting punched or not getting blown out of the air. Just fly over the top of them or under. Yeah, Still and they're like they're firing at you, and <laughs> you're just dodging the bullet. Amazing. Still need to try Titanfall 2. I, I think it was free on the PS Plus not so long ago, so I should yeah. actually give it a go. To it's all, it's, it's, if you haven't got it, it's always on sale, like always. The, yeah, camp, like the, campaign, the campaign is fantastic as well. The campaign, yeah. c- considering the Titanfall got a kick in for not having a campaign, and they put one into Titanfall 2, it is legitimately one of the best first-person shooter campaigns uh, of, the, of the current generation. I'll definitely give it a go then. It's very cool. upsetting that they're not making Titanfall 3. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Too much money to be made on all those microtransactions in Apex, mm. apparently. Well, they're owned by EA now, so they can't do what they want. Well, just that's what, a shocking game. That's what happens to most companies, isn't it? Where they just, you know, fucking yep. more microtransactions. You know, GTA, like Rockstar, are in a hurry to release anything now because GTA 4. Well, they were, they were just... originally supposed to do extra DLC for the main story, weren't they? And then yeah. they kind of they got rid of it. that. Scrapped yeah. it because GTA Online is just literally printing money. Yep, and, um, and that, they... that, is that not that's not moved out the top ten since it was released on PS2? No, it it did fall down. It, it's fell out of top ten a couple of times, but I don't think it's ever left the top thirty. That's just for a game that came that's out. Insane. When did it come out? Two thousand and thirteen. Yeah. Did, 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 did... Last generation. Yeah. Last generation yeah. didn't, didn't they recently come out and say that I, i'm sure there was a, that a press conference came out and it was like a press statement came out and it was like a oh, red dead redemption 2 has sold um like 40 50 million units and it was like fuck me that sold really well and in the same press in, in the same press statement and they were like and gta 5 has sold 135 million copies fucking is it, oh, is it the second Second biggest, second most bought game after um, Minecraft. Well, it's made over six billion dollars. Yeah. Look, I, I think Just people are building six. houses out of it or something. Because who the fuck, who is still buying it? That's why I don't get. I don't know how people are still. Yeah, I don't know who doesn't it. have it. Yeah. You know, it's been free. Uh, it was on Game Pass for quite a yep. period. It's come off now. Um, Epic Store it was free all the other week. Yeah, Epic gave it gave it away. Uh, it's well, on, I'm sure it's on. I'm sure it's on PlayStation now. I think when it came off Game Pass, it went on to PlayStation Now. Yeah, it is, actually. Uh, Epic said that GTA V's free promotion on the Epic Game Store skyrocketed sales on other platforms. And Microsoft said that GTA V being on Game Pass led to a shit ton of sales. Yeah, and the shot they make money off the shot cards, don't they? It's absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, what sort of idiot? No, in all seriousness, what sort of idiot would spend microtransactions in a modern game? What sort of idiot would buy something like COD points? Yeah. What sort of idiot or, or a would spend pass. those COD points on a ghost skin for Warzone? Oh, yeah. It sounds like something you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. To be fair, we've, we've, we've played that much Warzone recently. I was waiting for the new Battle Pass to come out today, and I actually considered it, but they delayed it. Yeah, yeah, they delayed it. It was. Bit, I, yeah. I got into Fortnite for a bit. I bought a Battle Pass, and then I earned enough coins to, not even by playing that much, but I, I earned enough coins to get a free Battle Pass. Yeah. And then 
And then I just I didn't want to play anymore after that. So I think the, the only I don't time play him yet. The only time we've actually spent well, I've not actually spent it wasn't my own money. I remember for there was a the, we've got I've got a couple of really close friends and we usually do birthday presents for each other, and they bought me um, PSN vouchers to use on the store. Hmm. And we we this is this is talking like 2008 2009. We were really into FIFA and I remember. Oh like, no! Don't, let's not talk about Ultimate Team packs. I ended up using them to buy use the FIFA points to then use on the Ultimate Team. It was only like five quid. I thought, oh well, it's it's what it's there for, and that's what I used it for. But, when oh, when I was never, in ever again. when I was in sixth form, there was this kid who uh, his name was Nathan. I fucking hated him, but uh, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> he Nathan. Would, yeah, fuck you, Nathan. Um, <laughs> and all the people that look like you. Oh my god, if anyone looked like him, I feel sorry. Um, but he was so, so into <laughs> like shitting money on FIFA. He would come in every day, and none of us liked him, so I don't know why he was talking to us. But <laughs> he would talk about how like how many uh, FIFA points he had bought, or like FIFA coins. Yep. Yeah, that used to be. And he would, he would, he would go on like websites and stuff, and he would spend like thirty, forty pounds on like getting players that he wanted, Mm -hmm. and then, and then because people would sell FIFA coins or FIFA points, uh, illegitimately on eBay, Mm -hmm. EA shut all that down. Yeah, and he would, and uh, like and coin trading, and um, they would they shut down like player trading for a while. Yeah, they bought and. yeah, and then he would he would talk he was talking about how he would buy he was buying accounts that had millions of FIFA points yeah. and like high end players and I was like, but you can't you can't put those on your account, so what's the fucking point? Yeah, and I massive money. So when I uh, did my world record, I one of my sponsors was a coin seller because it was just before they stopped it. And yeah. the the coin seller website I, I was put onto by my boss at the time was friends with them, and um, so we we had a chat and stuff like that because I was intrigued at how how it all worked and stuff like that, um, and basically the money they made was absolutely ridiculous for they did nothing it was all automated, it's all like automated systems that do it all and everything like that, um, but yeah they make abs he, he was like I make thousands thousands an hour like because people just cannot get enough and like it got to the point where um quite a few well-known youtubers who were well known now for other things but started off as fifa youtubers yeah made, like KSI. yeah yeah the likes of that made hundreds of thousands of pounds just through sponsorship of when they were playing fifa so if you imagine if they're throwing like half a mil at a youtuber to say to advertise their store imagine how much they're actually bringing in that's yeah, those, those YouTubers bought, like, they all bought Lamborghinis. Yeah, I am amazed that, okay, EA have got the, the FIFA points, and they I, I know they make a lot of money off the FIFA points, but if they had just taken the FIFA coin model and implemented that into the game, because in FIFA coins, you could if you wanted Lionel Messi, and he was 5 million coins, for example... You could go and buy five million coins from somewhere for a couple of hundred pound and buy Lionel Messi. However, if you want Lionel Messi now, you could go and spend five hundred pounds on FIFA points and open all those FIFA packs and end up with fuck all. Now I know yeah. EA are happy with that because it's infinite money and stuff like that. But as sad as this sounds, 
if if I on FIFA could go and spend 20 30 quid on FIFA coins and then buy all the players I wanted in my ultimate team I would much more be inclined to do that yeah. Well, but then like EA wanted to do that, but then people took like advantage of the system and made it so that EA weren't making the money. Well, it, no, because EA weren't selling the coins. EA was selling the, were doing the same thing they do now. It's just oh, okay. what you used to do. Basically, the way it worked is what would happen is you would go on a website and you would say, I want 1 million coins. And they'd say, brilliant, that's 30 quid. So you pay your 30 quid. And then what they'd do is they'd say to you, put a player up for sale on the transfer market. So you could get a bronze player that's worth absolutely nothing, put him on the yeah. transfer market and set his price at one million coins. So no one legitimately is going to buy that. So then, what but is... how did that? How did that not entirely break FIFA's economy? So it did to a degree because that's why now play. Uh, it's not so bad now because they put caps in place, so you can only put yeah. depend on a player's rating depends on how much you can sell that player for. But before this, it did because. What would happen is suddenly players who were good and in demand suddenly became f thousands and thousands of coins. So the way, especially the way FIFA works, the highest rated players aren't always the best players on FIFA. You get players yeah. who could be 77 rated, who could be, they could be millions of coins because they were effective, they had good speed stats, uh, or you know, and stuff like that. Certain players have a history on FIFA of being very good being very underrated so yeah their price was artificial and through this coin market it, it destroyed the economy but i think the main thing that annoyed at ea is they made no cut of it but in rather than adapting that model they stuck with their blind opening blind pack openings and obviously that still makes them money but i, I always wondered if they changed it to the coin model if maybe they'd work more but i suppose then there's an end, in, an end game to that, isn't there? Because if everyone can just buy the team they want by buying coins, suddenly there's a point where no one's buying coins anymore. Yeah, so, but so then, maybe like... There's that. But, like, that, that kid that I told you about, he would get the players he wanted, and then he would just get another account and then yeah. buy more things. I'll be honest. It's it, an it, extremely it, addictive yeah, process. Yeah, it, he's it kind of addicted. I'll, I'll happily sit here and admit that I have spent, like, 15 quid every now and again on buying opening packs on FIFA... And just generally, just enjoyed opening the packs. Got absolutely jack mm. shit out of them. But you just, yeah, it, Why is there's something there is, there is some weird that... about it. Um, is this is this turning into a support group? Do, do I need to uh, step in here and say, is the mechanic you're looking for coins or is it opening packs? Which one's more psychologically? I'll tell you what I'd like in FIFA. I've always wanted this in FIFA, and I wrote an article about this many years ago. If in no FIFA, microtransactions? no microtransactions, no, I think in FIFA, where you do your ultimate team, and I'm sure this was part of the original planning, and it didn't come out. Uh, I think if you play on ultimate team, and I know the community used to do this themselves, it was a way before the caps in, it was a thing that you could do. Is if you play somebody on FIFA, so if I play you, Tom, on FIFA, for example, uh, and what we'll do is I'll say, right, if, 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 if I beat you, Tom, I want this player out of your team. And if pink you beat me, slips. pink slips, yeah. It used to be a thing in FIFA, the community did it. They did it through the trading thing, but obviously now they've put the caps in, you can't do it anymore. Um, but yeah, I always thought, why isn't pink slips in it? Because you could build your ultimate team by going around beating players. Rather than buying them off the transfer market, you had to, you would have to go and win that, that player. I'd love unless, it, you're I'd famous, unless you're a famous YouTuber, because then you just somehow get all the good players when you're recording opening packs all the time. I which I always, I always, I, I always feel that it's, it's a slight conspiracy that 
yeah, just kind of shove these nice little packs with the certain gamers going, look how easy it is to get Messi or Ronaldo in are, just open. Are you implying that EA have some kind of whitelist that certain people's gamer tags might appear on? Not, not at all. Not no, at no. all. No, not at all. Don't know anything about uh, that. No, actually, I, I, I have to say, I'm, I mean, as far as microtransactions go, I, I'm out of my depth here. I think you all have problems compared to me. I bought a, <laughs> I bought a ghost skin. That's it. That's because I got some sentimental attachment to that bird bastard that got burnt in a shallow grave, right? You no, people, I... you people in your football, and your soccer ball, and you kicking the ball. You got I don't twenty minutes on there. the ball around the pitch. I don't have the money for microtransactions. I bought a single. <laughs> I bought a single Overwatch loot box. Oh fuck off! Uh... He's mentioned Overwatch. Right, we're ending the podcast. that's the nuke button I think I I bought a a single no I bought two rec packs on Halo 5 because I wanted the Halo 1 Magnum and I got it very quickly right we're stopping now Lewis has ruined it all I'm sorry one one thing if one thing right you're saying about your mate like in sixth form buying all these things in sixth form there wasn't even internet properly uh, no, I was going to say, Lewis is, Lewis is a lot, is a lot younger than us. I'm just Ugh. old, man. Just old and grumpy. I can't help it. Oh, kill me, though. I just take me out to the field. Right, Lewis. One more sunset. Lewis, as you as you were last to be introduced, uh, you have things to pimp, please, sir? Oh, yes. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Lewis underscore D underscore White. And you can also uh, follow the MS Power User Games cast if you want to hear more of this sultry voice. Yeah, so you split up, well, not split off, but you've got your own like social channels and stuff now, haven't you? Away from the MS Power oh, yes. User and stuff like that. Yes, we, also, we have the MS Power User Twitter account and we also have the MSPU Gaming Twitter account. Um, yeah, which uh, then again, I, have, I do have... Um, access to both twitter accounts so i do randomly insult people who comment on the normal <laughs> twitter account excellent bit of self-sabotage um matt anything you've got to uh, share with us chat sir no no just my normal twitter is matt underscore not matty excellent thomas yeah i'm just me at ordinary magoo still on twitter still ranting still raving come play call of duty warzone with us because tom needs help carry, carrying my fat ass around please right it's definitely crossplay isn't it it is yes 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 and i know how to set it up all oh, i need right. uh your activision uh account name okay. whatever you signed up as and then you can add people that way how the hell do you find that oh, it's, you, you, you make one it's oh, in your okay. social Oh, okay. I'm Everyone gonna... has to have one now to play any Activision game, so chances are you probably set it. Yeah. Oh, you probably set it as your uh, gamer tag. Probably, yeah. Uh, you can find the show at Project underscore DD on Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel, uh, which is mainly uh, clips of uh, so far on there. There are me and Tom playing Resident Evil 5 after we discussed it on the last show, uh, where Tom openly admits that it's better than Resident Evil 4. Shut up, Tom. I did not. You did say it. Absolutely. No. No. Um, what else is no, on there? I'm gonna have to kill you in your sleep. Today I put some uh, Call of Duty Warzone footage on there of me being amazing at Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, is that true? 
it, but you have to go and watch it and see. Uh, there will <laughs> there will probably be more Call of Duty Warzone clips on there. Uh, I'm basically using it as a way to test my streaming setup. So uh, please ignore that the camera doesn't pick me up in the dark uh, and stuff like that. It, I'm testing a lot of things at the moment. But yeah, I'm uploading a few clips onto a YouTube channel. Uh, you can find testing that. Testing my fucking patience, Chris. You can find that on the Twitter feed or, or under um, uh, Digital Diaries on YouTube. Um, yeah, that is about it then. Thank you very much for joining me, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Hope you all stay safe in this mental world. And, uh, yeah, that is it. We are done. It's still better than four. Only because the controls are a little smoother.